You're listening to Campus Conversations, the Shawnee Community College podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Campus Conversations, the Shawnee Community College podcast. I am joined this week by Tina Dudley, who is the executive assistant to President Tim Taylor and the Saints Foundation of Shawnee Community College. You have a very long title, probably the longest title of anyone here at this college, I think. I'm used to long titles. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to talk more. Obviously, cereal is the topic this week, and we're talking Captain Crunch, but we're going to get into that conversation and learn more about Tina and what she does here at Shawnee Community College as well. So I guess let's let's start right off the bat and, and get a little bit of background. Who is Tina Dudley? Oh, how far back you wanna go? You know, I <laughs> Well you're from Southern Illinois, I'm right? From, well Or you're raised in Southern <laughs> Illinois. Yes. I wasn't okay. born here, but I was raised here. Okay. So originally, how far back? I mean, I you want to go back to 1968? Let's go back to 68. <laughs> we'll go back to six. Let's go back to 67. Okay. When my parents' high school sweethearts married. There okay. you go. And then I was born the next year um, in Florida. I'm an Air Force baby. Okay. I cost all of about seven dollars because you know <laughs> they're free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so back then, uh, my mom uh, ate seven dollars worth of food. So thank you, United States Air Force. <laughs> I never realized that uh, yeah. about you. So, um, and as we're recording this, you know, we're recording in advance for uh, the upcoming holiday break here at Shawnee Community College. But you've also celebrated a birthday. So, yes. happy early birthday as we record, but belated birthday as this is airing for folks. Of course. And I already started celebrating this week. So, <laughs> it's all good. And I think part of your celebration was picking Captain Crunch. Was it? it talk to me about the nostalgia. We're talking about well, you as a child. So, what is the nostalgia? Because that 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 looks like an old school box. I don't it know if they've reverted back box. to the old captain or what. So I thought really long and hard about what cereal I was going to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, cereal was a big part of our life. Yeah. Uh, grape nuts, hated them. I hated love grape them. nuts. Oh, they just get stuck in your teeth. <laughs> Frosted mini wheats was another big one back in the day when they had the red box and the biscuits were huge. Yeah, not these mini things yeah. that you get now. And, of course, the old trusty Raisin Bran. Mm, yes. None of those were my favorites because, as a kid, you want the ones loaded with sugar, right. that cereal. And so the grocery stores, is it going to bother you if I talk with my hands? No, go right ahead. <laughs> People say I can't talk unless my hands are, so I'll just sit on them. So Fruity Pebbles was actually oh, yeah. my favorite, but since Dr. Shelby has cl- laid claim to Fruity Pebbles, I, I defer to her so she can enjoy those. Spoiler alert, yeah, in the future oh. we'll be talking. No, no, no. We'll, we'll be talking with uh, Dr. Kristen Shelby, and uh, she has selected Fruity Pebbles. But uh, She called it. She called it during the meeting, so it's in the minutes. <laughs> it's official. It's official. Um, so then I thought, well, gosh, my real favorite um, is a cereal called O's, and it is actually a Quaker brand, uh, much like Captain Crunch, and I can't find them anymore. Oh. Yeah. So I haven't tried Amazon. That was almost a pun there. I said, oh, in response to you not being able to find O's and didn't mean to do that. So, And it was the best. It's kind of a Captain Crunch, but the middle of the O also had like flakes of nuts and I thought it was healthy. Was that and Honey Bunches of O's? No. Okay, no. that's a different one. It's, it's I remember Honey Bunches O's. of O's. Okay. It was in a yellow box, had a big O and an apostrophe S. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. You know, and it was enlarged to show detail. Sure, sure, sure. So Captain Crunch, um, actually, I didn't realize this. I I did do a little research before the show. Uh, 60 years ago, 1963, Captain Crunch made his debut Mm -hmm. or its debut. Um, 
several variations, and, and there are still some on the market, uh, but there have been tons through the years. What is your, we've got the, Original. to me, what is the, the you know, the classic. it's the classic. It's the uh, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, because there is a version without mm-hmm. Crunch Berries, which I don't know who is eating that. The Crunch Berry version? No, the one without Crunch Berries. Me. Oh, is this, that what this is? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was the... Oh, I didn't look at the box. <laughs> this is the original, original. Uh, okay, well, this is going to be new. <laughs> I do not care for the... Uh, you're the, not. I'm not a crunch berry. So you're not an oops all berries fan? No, I'm not an oops all berries, no matter the Halloween version of it or yeah. the Christmas version of it. They seem... Uh, the, really? Uh-uh. And there's also a peanut butter Captain Crunch. There's peanut butter. There is a chocolate... Caramel one, which I think is kind of new. There are several varieties of instant oatmeal, pancake mix, pancake syrup. With Captain Crunch? With Captain Crunch. It's all berry-based, though. It's oh. all the, uh, it's all about the berries. They also, and I think this is where the plain or the original comes into play, the, the, the Captain Crunch website has recipes. Mm-hmm. And you can make mm-hmm. chicken fingers. And you crunch so them up like a coating. Crunch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I, I would have never thought to do that, but somebody... I, well, I guess back in the day, you had the, uh, what was it, uh, the potato casserole with cornflakes on yes. top. So I guess this makes sense. Yeah, you could use Captain Crunch and a stick of butter because everything's better with butter. Better with butter, <laughs> yes. Butter with butter, better with butter. Um, so not a Crunchberry fan. That No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. interesting. These are dangerous enough. Eating Captain Crunch yeah. will tear your mouth up. <laughs> yes, it does. It does do a number on the roof And of it your leaves mouth. a coating and, you know. <laughs> I mean, we could talk forever about the do's and don'ts of Captain Crunch. I will tell you who really likes peanut butter Captain Crunch, though. Who's that? And that is Dr. Taylor. Really? Dr. Taylor does. Mm-hmm. We've oh. actually had a discussion over cereal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to uh, have him back to do a, a cereal version of the podcast as well. Um just a few more facts about Captain Crunch. Uh, it is Quaker uh, Oats that uh, created this uh, wonderful cereal. Uh, also, the captain himself, kind of co-created by Alan Burns, who is the co-creator of the TV show The Munsters mm. and the Mary Tyler Moore show. So there's some TV history tied in with Captain Crunch. So cool. I'm, I'm going to quiz you. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to quiz you on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, go ahead. Do you know that that was the first show that, um, how do I say this? You know, you remember Lucy? Mm -hmm. I love Lucy and Lucy and Desi couldn't share a bed. Or no, was it the Brady Bunch? No, it was Lucy and, yeah, they couldn't show a toilet on the Brady Bunch. That's why the bathroom. Goodness gracious. So there is some stigma with Mary Tyler Moore show too that was like back in the day. I forget what it is. Well, well, Mary Tyler Moore herself was the first actress to wear pants, a, a female to wear pants on a TV show. And that was the Dick Van Dyke show. Cool. So, yeah. And so what other shows did the Mary Tyler Moore show spin off? Well, there was Rhoda. Rhoda. I loved Rhoda. There was, uh, was it Phyllis with uh, Cloris Leachman? Was Cloris Leachman? Wasn't Betty White? Mary- Betty White was on there, too. She was uh, she was like the uh, cook, the chef on the Mary Tyler Moore show. I don't know if she had her own show as a spinoff of that. Then there was Ed Asner. Mm, Lou Grant. Lou Grant. Um, now we're going old school. We are going old school. So we're, we've bounced from 68 
to 72. Yeah, yeah. The, the Gen Xers in the house uh, talking cereal and all kinds of uh, TV Classic. nostalgia. Do you know Captain Crunch's name? He actually has a name. Is it Herman? It's not, but you're close. It is Horatio Magellan Ooh. Crunch. Oh, he has a name. He does have a name, and and I think you know we all called him Captain Crunch, and he's from uh, the boat that he he captains is called the Guppy, and uh, he was born on Crunch Island. Cool. So, <laughs> in another fascinating part of the cereal boxes is look at the Saturday morning reading that I yes. would do. Yes. Yeah. I love this box. We may just keep it. Yeah, Mandy Hannon and I, when we did the monster cereals, we talked about, you know, back in the, or, you know, now at breakfast, you can sit and do this. Mm -hmm. with, if you're listening, you don't see what I'm doing. But on our video version, I'm holding my, my iPhone up and, and reading that and scrolling through that. But back in the day when you were kids, even as an adult before smartphones were a thing, I'd be reading the box of cereal and, and all, figure all out that, yeah. you know, there were puzzles or games on them or you would... Do the uh, ingredients and figure out exactly, or try to figure out what exactly what you're getting. Now look what you have on there. Social media. Social change. media. They yeah they have a they have a nice uh, Captain Crunch has a nice uh, social media presence. So I gotta give them props for that as well. But um, you know, with with the sugar coated cereals, I I knew people back in the day, kids back in the day that would add sugar to. Oh. Okay, so yeah, you're no, not, not you're not you're not one of those uh, sugar fiends. Mm -hmm. What about milk? You know, Dr. Teske was on a while back, uh -huh. and, and we had uh, uh, honey nut Cheerios with almond milk. What kind of milk drinker consumer are you? I was whatever my parents bought. Yeah, yeah, and now I don't drink milk. So you know, I think we talked before we started recording. I I was always, and and my mom was like this too. Pour a bowl of cereal, pour some milk in there, eat the cereal. Milk still in there more cereal until you eat it until there's no milk so you don't have to drink it and then of course waste it either but uh, I've kind of changed on that through the years I'm not as adverse to milk as I used to be this is uh, if anyone is uh, monitoring the milk consumption this is one percent milk so uh, it's a little better for you but it's uh, you know uh, definitely uh, Captain Crunch is and especially without the berries I'm this is going to be a unique experience for me but I always liked the chocolate cereals because then you had you chocolate, chocolate milk, milk, and so then that that made it more tolerable too. Well, and that's the joy when Dr. Shelby shares her fruity pebbles. The way I eat fruity pebbles is I would pour the cereal in, pour the milk over it just enough, and then watch it just soak up, and it just becomes this rainbow mush. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, with Captain Crunch, obviously Crunch is in the name. We talked about the it, destruction it, it does to your. Uh, if you let it sit for very, very long t amounts of time, it, it starts to kind of degrade. But do you like your cereal more on the crunchy side versus um, letting it soak in some of that milk? I like it both ways. Yeah. I'll start off crunchy and then let it soak up. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff here for sure. And so, um, you know, here at Shawnee College, we start early. I think mm -hmm. you start earlier than, than most of us. But uh do you have time for breakfast these days? What do you what what's nope. on the menu for Tina Dudley? Uh, I've now I'm addicted to iced coffee. Oh, okay. So I will make it in my Keurig and just put ice in the cup and just medium roast and nothing special. Yeah. And but I can't ever finish the whole cup. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a worldly coffee drinker either. Yeah. That well, you know, and around here you got to be. Uh, 
I think drinking coffee or caffeine or something to keep you going because I always, you know, get into the mindset and I'm almost two years into higher education and I always say next week is going to be the week that I catch up on XYZ that I didn't get done this week and next week never never, never really never comes. The, uh. And we talked about your long job title and, and you're, you know, wearing many hats here mm-hmm. as the assistant to Dr. Taylor, but also the assistant to the Saints Foundation. And mm-hmm. and we have a new director, yes. executive director in place there and John Winding. So things are, are finally kind of working out on, on that side of the, of the fence too. Yeah. But talk a little bit about day to day for you. Day-to-day work? Yeah, day-to-day. yeah. What are, what are you doing here? Who, at, wants, who wants to hear about you, that? You do, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that people... They uh, forget kind of what, People you know? here who know, know, but I, I think that, you know, the Saints Foundation, for example, you know, what well, what what is the Saints Foundation? So originally when I was hired, I was hired just to be uh, 50% for the president and 50% for the foundation. So forward, fast, fast forward three years, and I've been 150% <laughs> and 150%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, we all go through growing pains and, um, you know, a lack of an executive director. So, But things still move forward. Mm-hmm. You still have to make things right. happen. Um, so my typical day, yeah, begins about 6 o'clock in the morning. I always tell people that I'm on 24-7. Um by choice, you know, it's not an expectation for me mm-hmm. um, for that, but I monitor two to three different email boxes. Um, all of Dr. Taylor's direct reports have uh, specific ringtones. My email boxes have sp- uh, specific ringtones. So wow. when I hear that through the night, um, even all of the board of trustees have their own ringtone. Wow. Um, so when I respond to those based yeah. on who it is and the trustees will know who they are <laughs> because, you know, we all operate during um, a 24-hour period better. Some are morning people, some are late-night people, some, mm-hmm. you know, um, get up at 4 a.m. and they have that um, first hour for reading. So I really am on 24-7. Talk to choice. me uh, about, uh, well, i got a couple questions. That work ethic, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. where'd that come from? Oh, definitely my parents. Yeah. You know, being um, when we moved from Florida, I was, you know, I like to say I was born in Florida, but I'm not a Floridian. Mm-hmm. Um, six months, you know, I was there. <laughs> um, Mom tried to drown me in the Gulf, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> she let go of me. <laughs> um, so we moved what I call up north. And so I still have um, family that lives in Joliet and Aurora in mm-hmm. Plainfield um, on my mom's side. Um so we were there about four and a half years. So we moved down when I started kindergarten in Anna. So I, this is my home. Southern yeah. Illinois is my home. So when we moved down, my dad actually came back to college. He came back to Shawnee Community College. Oh, nice. And got his degree in uh, political science. Wow. So you can probably imagine <laughs> being the firstborn um, with, a, with a father who liked to um, not argue, but always um, bring up controversy, and um, he liked to have discussions. He's still a very social man to this day and still has a lot to say. <laughs> um, and so I didn't, m- my siblings weren't born until seven and nine years later, so it oh, okay. was me and my parents and my grandparents who mm-hmm. lived just right across Highway 51. So on top of my father coming back to college, uh, my mom worked, my dad also had two other jobs, plus we farmed. Oh, wow. So 
I am um, titled, um, my parents call me the son they never had, and they treated me that way. So weekends for me were spent in the winter and pre-winter and um, cutting wood out in the um, in our land and bringing it in. I always make fun because dad had a tractor, the tractor had a trailer, the trailer was a truck bed. Mm. So that truck bed held the chainsaws, the malls, the axes, you know, all the stuff, and me. So, you know, we'd go haul <laughs> off into the woods, and we would spend our time, just that physical labor was constant, freezing, but you reach a period of cold where you're not cold anymore. Yeah. So that was that was it. And when we would take a break, when I was allowed to take a break, sorry, Dad, um, <laughs> take a break, then it became we would identify all the trees on our land. So... As leaves bud out and as, you know, as the seasons changed, my dad knew how to, knew what trees were based on the bark, and then I knew based on the leaves. Oh, wow. So, you know, there's always learning. There was always something going on. Yeah. Not just being. Right, you know? right. So that's, I, that's where my work ethic comes from. That's good. That's always that solid foundation um, at home, I think, makes a big difference mm-hmm. in our lives. And speaking of foundations transition back to the Saints Foundation. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I I think that there's maybe people don't understand, maybe don't know exactly what the Saints Foundation does, Mm -hmm. because even though there was a period there without an executive director Mm -hmm. here on campus, there's a board. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you were there kind of Mm -hmm. uh, monitoring things as well. But there are scholarship opportunities, the the, uh, regalia or the cap and gown that that our students wear Mm -hmm. at commencement. Um, this, the Little Saints Book Club, uh, some of the community education things, those are all in part or because of the Saints Foundation. Right. So with John, I'm so grateful to have John Windings on board. You know, he has a lot of history having been on faculty. I mean, he is a he is a whirlwind just like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say he's I got to, you know, tap him in because he's like a ball of water in hot grease because he's all over the place. Yeah. Um, but it's a good thing. So he has come in this week, Monday and Tuesday, <clears throat> and just for an hour and a half, and we've talked, you know, I'm, I hate to say I'm training him, but it's kind of like... Getting him acclimated. Acclimated and, and, yeah. to, because he, he has some pretty hefty and specific goals mm-hmm. um, set by the foundation board, but also set by him. You know, he's he he wants it to work. So he sent me a text Um Tuesday, Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, and basically, you know, apologizing because he has so many questions. Well, you don't know what you don't know, and you need to ask. So there's no um, silly question. There's no question off limits. But he also said, and unfortunately, Tina, you're you're all I got, you know, (laughs) for training. And I'm like, uh, okay, I didn't take it the way that it sounded when when I read it in text. But um, so the foundation, yes. we have some lofty goals, and I, I don't, I'm glad you bring it up because I don't think people are fully aware of the foundation, its overall presence, and its overall commitment to the student. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of deemed the fundraising arm of the college, but if you look, we really haven't had any fundraisers. So when I came on board, it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. So not only have I had to learn um, and then be flexible without there having been a, a gala or a dinner or something, but that stuff is in the works. Um, 
we did manage to still do the golf scrambles, but the funds raised through the golf scramble are, are specific to athletics and sure. that entire program. Um, but for me, the most important part of the foundation are the scholarship opportunities. While we've lost a few um, just based on those donors wanting to um, manage their own through their own companies versus the foundation, there's my last count, you know, there's sixty to $80,000 that the foundation provides to students on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the big part of my job is keeping that communication um, with each and every one of the donors. Mm-hmm. And, and I, for 99% of them, I have a personal relationship with all of them just because they want their dollars to go um, to the most, um, to the students with the most need um, their specific programs that they want to support. Um, so there's a wide variety available. Yeah. And on a daily basis, I get asked, does the foundation, how can the foundation help student A, student B? I mean, this is a daily occurrence. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer is always yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's here. Mm-hmm. That's why it's here. And so, uh, and, and eventually we will have John Windings on, on the podcast as well to talk more about mm-hmm. that. And, and like you kind of tease there, there are big plans coming up mm-hmm. for fundraising events and activities, which will uh, be amazing. And, and I can't wait to, to share that information and those details as well. The other uh, 150% that you're doing is working with Dr. Taylor, which yes. is, uh, I'm sure I've seen his schedule. He's, uh-huh. you know, he's another <laughs> one that's uh, here early in the morning and then as people Late are leaving night. he's still here yep. and and so um you know being a college president and i know people the misnomer of of community college versus university it's all uh, a very arduous uh, undertaking uh-huh. especially here at shawnee uh, we've talked about the changes uh, in education and the things that have changed here at shawnee community college specifically with dr taylor so check those shows out in the archives um, and we'll continue to have those conversations but uh, he's a very busy man. He's a very busy man. <clears throat> he is very busy. I feel like uh, I'm part of his family. I am his family. I mean, mm-hmm. he'll jokingly say, and he has shared with all of um, his wife, Missy, and her family, you know, he refers to me as the work wife. Mm-hmm. And it really is a relationship to where I am tied to his family because there are, you know, those types of gatherings he, the man won't take a day off. Right. So it's Missy that's like, hey, Tina, he needs yeah, these days off. And, you yeah. know, because she's making plans and their family, I mean, trying to maintain some normalcy. Yeah. And Missy herself is a very busy woman. I mean, she is involved in her student council. You know, she's at District 37 in Anna. So she herself. So I guess two busy people together make it happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we were talking earlier about recording more podcasts with, with Dr. Taylor as we're, like, we're gearing up and kind of having some stuff to be distributed out and go out every week uh, during our, our break. And even though there is a break, there's for no some break. it's not really a break. <laughs> yeah, there's no break. <laughs> um, and he was so funny because he came in. So we he saw the box yeah. okay, on my desk earlier in the week. So that's how we that's how I know he likes the peanut butter version. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but then this morning, I said, oh, I'm going to get ready to go do my podcast. And he's like, well, I thought I was doing mine today. 
And I'm like, mm, no, you weren't. It's just so comical. And he's like, mm. yeah, <laughs> right back to me. And I'm like, okay, dude, you know, we're going to have to punch it down a notch. <laughs> There's plenty of time to podcast. I, oddly enough, you know, this week has been kind of a, a slower one for me in terms of being able to catch up on some of that stuff. So uh, cranking out a few podcasts mm-hmm. is, is always a good thing. And, and we've been talking about it long enough. <laughs> I, and, and I know this doesn't make the best audio and, and video uh visuals. I'm just going to pour a little bit. I, if you want to try it on air, feel free, Tina. But if not, I she's going to pass. I'm gonna, I would just want it dry. You're going to, okay. And that's another thing too. I can remember oh, yeah. with with uh, the kids, you know, when our kids were, my kids were little, uh, sometimes it would just be some dry cereal, whether it was you just uh, put Honey it in Nut a Cheerios or, or, you know, Captain Crunch. And, and this version of it without the Crunch Berries is Easier to do that, I think. I did not. Look at how much smaller these are now. They are very small. They're not. <clears throat> I haven't had Captain Crunch in a long time, but man, that just brings it back. That memory, that nostalgia, Saturday morning cartoons or getting ready for school. And, you know, I think as we get older, we all try to eat healthier or, or make better choices. And one of the things that we've cut out is the high sugar cereals. Every once in a while, I'll pick up a box of cocoa pebbles or uh, maybe some frosted flakes or something, but it's usually now grape nuts or raisin bran or, you know, something that you honey need. Honey nut Cheerios, something <laughs> a little older. <laughs> something a little healthier and, and better for us. So, but Tina, is there anything else you want to add about uh, Tina Dudley here for this week's episode? Um, I think I just want to promote. You know, um, growing up, kind of circling back to to my work ethic, and I mentioned that my siblings are seven and nine years younger than me, and when they came along, my parents still both worked, and so I became, like, the mom. Yeah. And I still refer to my sisters, who haven't hit 50 yet. <laughs> um, it's coming. <laughs> um, but I still refer to them as the kids, and mm-hmm. and. I think I was about 26 years old when I went back to college to get my um, degree in occupational therapy. And some may ask, well, what are you doing here? Um, <clears throat> but I took a child psychology class. So growing up in a small town, everybody knows everybody. Um, my sisters were the kids to me. I was, oh, I was born older. People always say I was born older and more responsible. And so with that, I, I sort of assimilated my parents' point of view mm. of the world mm-hmm. and that perspective. So I was kind of like dumb, you know, and not worldly to, to things outside of my little world. Right. So when I took that child psychology class at another institution, sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> because I wasn't in this district at that time. Um, Dennis Young, I believe, was the instructor. J-U-N-G. Do you? Oh, I've heard the name. Yeah. 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 So he was the teacher at that time. And it was like I had this epiphany. Like, wow, I can think differently, you know, and have a different opinion than my parents. Mm -hmm. I did the things I was thought I was supposed to do when I graduated high school. I immediately went to SIU. I immediately went to a four-year school. I lasted three semesters. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so in looking back, I, I just want to encourage everybody um, who thinks 
you know, they have to immediately go to a four-year institution. You don't have to. Right. You know, the community college is the way to go. It yeah. sort of gets your feet wet and, and gives you the perspective that you can think differently than your parents did. So that's probably what I... That's a big, you know, <laughs> at, when you're that age, right out of high school, having to figure out what you want to do with your life. But then also, and, and I don't want to say... Uh, fight with your parents about it or, or argue with them about it. But, you know, you kind of want to appease and, and, mm-hmm. and follow mm-hmm. that path. Mm-hmm. But really, like you said, that's what life's all about is getting out there and getting those experiences and learning what works for you. Right. We don't all learn the same. We don't all work the same. Um, you know, I have three kids. One went straight to university. One tried the JUCO route for a bit, and, and it didn't work. And, and he's back here at, and going to Shawnee College. He went through the electrical program and is is uh, doing some online courses now. And 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 my oldest or my youngest is is a senior in high school, and, and will be going to university too. So, it, you know, they are all raised under the same roof by the same mm-hmm. two people who had the same experiences, and and so. Yeah, if you're if you're a student or a potential student listening to this and and pondering the future and wondering, take that time to mm-hmm. figure out what's going to work for you because the worst thing you can do is get saddled into something and then 20 years down the road regret it. Right. So definitely, and you know, my parents always instilled you know furthering your education, and parents I think of that age and that era were like, I don't want my kids to be like me, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. for me being the oldest, that's all I ever wanted to be was like my parents. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you talked about that manual labor, you know, mm-hmm. on the farm and, mm-hmm. and doing those kinds of things. And that's, you know, that's the other beauty I think of, of Shawnee Community College is it, you're not, you can choose the, you know, the more r- academic route, mm-hmm. but then there's welding and there is so many uh, awesome truck driving cert- and all the programs. certificate yeah. programs, automotive and cosmetology, you know, things that you can do and make and a livable wage here, staying here stay at right home. Here. Yeah. And do it in less than a year. Yeah. And sometimes less than three months. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. Learn here, earn here. Dr. Taylor kind of coined that phrase yes, during our did. first episode and it, it has stuck. So uh, I believe, I firmly believe in that. And, and so uh, I want to thank you for well, thank sharing you. some advice mm-hmm. and sharing some Captain Crunch. Friends, we want to hear your opinions on your favorite cereals. Let us know what's in your cabinet right now and what we should try on future episodes. And as always, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, email podcasts at shawneecc.edu. Have a great week. Thanks for being a part of Campus Conversations. Be sure to leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. And if you have questions or concerns, contact us at shawneecc.edu.